Hello and welcome to the podcast. This is Shannon, your beer mistress. The professor. And I'm Jason. Welcome to the Micro Brew Review. This is episode 88. And three quarters. <laughs> <laughs> that is probably not funny to anyone else because they don't know what we've just gone through to try to make... Oh, the technological woes of our life. This we... is our third attempt at episode 88. At least we're learning. Yeah, at least we didn't go through a full hour the second time. <laughs> <laughs> But if you recall, we do have what we called, what, 50A, which was originally the, yeah. the Lost podcast that was our very embarrassing first podcast. I kind of want to go back and listen to it. I don't. <laughs> well, I just remember that day. It was a lot of fun. You know, the day was fun, and we were like very... We were almost overheating. Officious. Trying to make the room so quiet that we like turned off the AC, and it was August, and it was a bad, bad choice. But anyway, we, we sat on a bed. <laughs> recorded another hour last night with a brand new special guest who you're going to have to wait a little longer to hear. Yeah. Yep. But we're here now. We're happy to have you and we're glad that you're sticking with us. Yeah. So we already have the beer poured because uh, <laughs> we true. went through that the last time we're, we tried. Well, beer. Jason, what are we what are we drinking? We are drinking Speakeasy breweries uh well three of the beers that i was able to find today at wegmans uh two are pale or uh, ipas one is a single one is a double and then we're also drinking a porter it's wonderful and this is kind of uh your birthday podcast i guess yeah so i went in and i was trying to find some birthday podcast beer and i decided you know what these are uh really cool labels one of the things that's hard is when you go in i try hard not to pick anything that we've had before uh, so looking around the aisles Which for something getting harder different. and harder when we look at it the is. lists. Well, when you're doing three per uh, yeah. uh, podcast or four per podcast, as we've done a lot recently, times 88. It's it, like 150 it, different beers a year, and that's not even counting we, like we, what we drink in real life. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> in real life? As opposed to real podcast life. life. Yeah. Podcast life is just like second life. It's like second life. Yeah. yeah. Um, so these have a very neat label. That's how I ended up picking them out. They're very noir-esque. Uh, the old gangsta 20s. Um, gangster. Gangster I was going to say, I think there's 20s. definitely yeah. a difference. There's a difference gangsta between gangster. Yeah. <laughs> there, It's different. Yeah. 1880s, yo. Uh, it's horrible. Nope. All right. That, well, it's horrible. Vendetta so what are we doing first? IPA is the first one that we're starting with. Vendetta IPA? Yes. Say 7-2, I believe. A seven six. seven six, even better. I'm gonna sneak in that extra point four yeah, for you. Do it. And I have not tasted it yet, but the bottle says that there is an aggressive bitterness with cutthroat citra and amarillo hops. This vendetta will soon be forgotten. Cutthroat is a reference to the cutthroat razors popular in the 1920s. Quite possibly, but there is no razor depicted on the bottle. That's fair. I've always wanted to shave with one of those. All of these are, like the straight razor, you mean? Yeah. Yeah. All of the bottle names are, are like gangster related, I guess. So it's Vendetta. The other ones we're doing are going to be what? Double. Payback and Double Daddy. Double, Double Daddy, Daddy sounds like something in Vegas, like Double Down. It Is that sounds... the Kingpin one? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. But anyway, this one's uh, IPA. And they all have little eyes on the top of them for some reason. Yeah, I thought that was interesting. Kind uh, of like it that. looks like a little sticker, but it's it's a part of the bottle. It's part of the bottle art. I'll take a photo and put it on our Facebook page. Yeah, so they're pretty cool. Check out facebook.com slash dashingrogue if you want to. The art is really cool. Or you can these. go visit their website, which is... Uh, 
goodbeer.com. <laughs> um, and I would say that's a great idea, except I tried to visit their website and we, I got that dreaded, we're redoing our website mm. right now. Come back in a little while. So, I mean, who knows? Maybe it's only down for the weekend and by the time the podcast is up, perhaps our listeners can check it out. But I wanted to know how long they've been around. And, I mean, it must be for a while if they got goodbeer.com. Yeah. Like maybe since the internet started. <laughs> Remember when AOL keywords were a thing? Yeah. And dial-up modems. I, oh. didn't, I didn't have internet back then. My family waited really late for any technological things when I was growing up. Weird. So we didn't get we didn't get internet until my senior year of high school, and then uh, we didn't get cable in the house until my sophomore like year of college. Sixth or seventh grade. All right, I'm not even going to glorify that with a response. What? Uh, what? I just I know you're younger than us, but uh, ouch. Well, a lot of it was because my dad worked at a home, so he needed oh. it for Well, that for makes work. a lot more sense. I would like to just counter Jason and say that I don't think that your parents have changed all that much. They bought a not HD TV in the last five years, didn't they? No, it's been, uh, it's been about 10 years. They bought one when we were in college. So it's yeah, it's been it's about 10 we years old. were living in the farmhouse is what I remember. It was when CRTs had the HD capability built into them. Way back then, they weigh something like 500 pounds, um, and they haven't yet upgraded, though they're looking to do so now. I just remember we got Are them... Are they going to let you help? Uh, choose it? Yeah. yeah, no, I've I've had a lot of influence on that decision at this point. Though it doesn't really make sense for them to do that right now, because we're in the, the waning phase of LED and uh, plasmas. We're going to be moving to the OLED screens here relatively soon, and 4K oh, okay. is Which you know that they're not going to... If it's new, they're not going to get the OLED... They should, though. That stuff's going to be awesome. Yeah. There are a lot of downsides to the current generation of televisions, and they're, they're going to come in right at the tail end of that. So We did not... So they should wait just a little bit longer, and then they can get them for dirt cheap, and then 10 years from now they can get the OLEDs <laughs> Yeah. when something else has come along. We didn't know that their TV couldn't do <clears throat> HD until we got them a Blu-ray player. And we got them a Blu-ray player so that they could watch, was it Life or The Earth? Oh, just or in general, yeah. Whatever that really Planet great, Earth. Yeah. Planet Earth, that was, yes. It was so beautiful. And I guess their Blu-ray player has been sitting in the basement for the last four years because they can't hook it up. Yeah. So what do we think of this beer? Um, it's okay. It doesn't really hit you very much. You definitely get the bitter uh, finish to it. I do get that. I think it's a little resiny. Mm-hmm. I almost want to say it's got like, it's almost like a chocolate. There's a sweetness to it. Um, it's very desserty in my mind. I could see that. I, I don't ever think of, of desserty IPAs. I'm going to be honest, but yeah, I don't either. This one's very, very unique flavor it's for me. It's smooth. It is a little boozy to me, not in a bad way. Like I do feel like seven six is sort of what it tastes like. Sometimes they can be deceptive, but I, I don't know. I feel like I taste it. It could be that it's not cold enough, and I know because we had poured it and it was sitting here for a little bit before we got to it. Yeah, that's it our fault. Pour it with a nice up. head. Uh, yeah, it did. Dissipated as we sat and waited. Really big bubbles, though. <laughs> uh, I thought it was interesting to see. It wasn't necessarily creamy. It had a... Yeah. I like it. It's a good refreshing thing. If you're going to be sitting out back, you could you could drink a lot of that, I think. Good and clear. I mean, the color is darker a than a resiny, lot of single IPAs. Say. Yeah. Neat. Yeah. Overall, I think, I think uh, a real solid IPA. 
Um, it's probably a little sweeter than I would like personally. I like more of the citrus, I know, I say it all the time, uh, than the resiny uh, Simcoe hops. So I don't usually choose an IPA if there's an Imperial IPA like at, offered at the same time, but this is solid. I would give it a good B+. Plus. Mm -hmm. And there's so many IPAs out there that I feel like that's a compliment. It's meant as a compliment. Um, I'm not sure if the brewers would agree, but we'll see. I would give it a B minus. I think okay. I'd give it a B minus. But I also love IPAs, so there's more of a range there at the top for things that I like. What about you? Uh, I'm, I'm going to go right in the middle there. B. <laughs> Solid B uh, IPA. I think it's... Uh, Probably not one that I would order frequently unless it was, you know, at a bar with not a lot of other options. Uh, but I think it's a uh, well done. It's just not a flavor profile I enjoy. Yeah. If you were to go into a bar, this would not be one that you would order if there are other options for IPAs, I don't think. Yeah. There are just, yeah, so many better options out there. Um, but that said, it's not bad if you're just sort of kicking back and you have a variety of things to try. I had that problem today. I was putting together some pairings for a client and they wanted four or five courses they sort of wanted to see different ways that we could work it and after i put it together i realized that there was not an ipa on there and i had no problem womp, with that womp. um one of the beers that was on there is the oscar blues goodnight mm -hmm. it's an imperial red and it's quite hoppy i think it would still meet the the hop need for the people who are really seeking that out that is a, a damn fine beer i will say uh, but I did gave I gave them an alternate, in case they thought that you know the guests would be disappointed to come to a beer event and not have an IPA. So we'll see how they fall on it. But uh, I just want to give a quick shout out, uh, a Dright Theory, which I am jealous that you guys are going to be going and visiting them tomorrow. Yeah. Uh, but they have apparently a write up in this month's copy uh, or edition of Beer Advocate. So congratulations to them. Huzzah Adroit. Huzzah Adroit. Uh, they just, they keep getting more and more press and I feel like, we knew them I feel when really special that we kind of like got in there before the world caught on to the awesomeness. Really about them. Yeah, I'm, and I'm glad we got that membership because I feel like we might not be able to next year. <laughs> That's true. It's going to be it's like season tickets. Like, we might have to budget if we're going to keep re-upping. Yeah. It's not cheap, but it's pretty awesome. How much is it? $300 a year. Whoa. But that guarantees us two of every of the exclusive releases that they're doing. Right. Tomorrow when we go, they're... 15% or 20% off? 30% off. 30% off. Yeah. 30% off anything we buy in the tap room or our growler fills. And that counts like just your beers. Not just like merchandise and stuff. So. Yeah. And the events, the private parties, all have like beer and food pairings that the food and everything is free. Yeah. So I mean, you definitely get your thirty or your three hundred dollars worth, but it would be way more. It would pay back faster if we lived closer. If we lived closer, well, yes. we'd be there a lot more often. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. So. Which is going to be the problem when Victory moves uh, and actually opens up the place. It's what, three quarters of a mile away from us? <laughs> Even more so because I was just asked to be the beer writer for Chesco Business Today. Chesco is Chester County, for those of you not familiar with all... Small town America. <laughs> yeah, 116 counties in Pennsylvania or whatever. Um, 
So uh, I'm very excited about that. But apparently I, I was at a, a Chamber of Commerce event the other night and I met the gentleman and I followed up with him the next day and just said, you know, if there's ever anything I can do to help out, I was on your website, it's really nice and clean and I, I like it. And he did not hesitate. He waited about 20 minutes before saying, I keep getting invited to all these events at Victory and I don't know anything about beer. Can you please be my beer writer and maybe do some reviews and stuff? And I was like, yes, of course. You're yes. like, yeah, that's definitely a thing I can do. Yeah. <laughs> the only dangerous thing at all um, is when you're working for a company and some companies or some newspapers are out there to try and promote it and trying to, you know, get the name out there more than they are. And like actually looking for Honestly. legitimate reviews. Trying to get reviews. the news out there, yeah. right? Um, if you're like, this they, beer sucks, they'll be like, um... Thanks for writing for us. Yeah, we're right. not going to publish that and, and, you know, move on or something like that. So that's one of the things you have to figure out is, you know, what Do what they want me to be writing. honest or do they, do they right. want me to write a press release? That's right. A right. We'll find out. Yeah. We're meeting on Tuesday. <clears throat> That'd be cool. Yeah. Sounds like a neat opportunity to be able to... Uh, sort of influence the beer scene in the region. Yeah. I like which it. Which is quickly growing sure everywhere. Yeah, it's basically coming out from Philly, right? It's just, it's expanding. Mm-hmm. Well, and real estate's cheaper out here and the water's better out here and there's a lot of good reasons. Um, and you're still... Power, not so much. No. <laughs> oh, good With grief. the number of storms we've had recently that have knocked out power, it's been, what, at least one a week. Uh, yeah, there were two last week. There were two within 36 hours last week. Yeah. And yeah. I was just at my wit's end because I'm going to admit this. Uh, there was one day after 24 hours with no power and I had to go to work that I definitely took a bath in our hot tub. <laughs> um, we are draining it right now. We're going to scrub it down and, you know, clean it out and start over. But I just remember thinking I'm, a- I'm out of options. I mean, I have to keep living my life and this is getting ridiculous. But truth accolades to the fact that that sucker stayed hot i couldn't believe that like when i took the cover off it was still steaming because it hadn't You're had like, any thank god yeah i was <laughs> i thought it, it was i thought for a minute it was gonna be like taking a bath in a swimming cold pool, bath but... <laughs> jason looks mortified that i just said that out loud <laughs> yeah. well it is empty now it is it's, it's not like way. we're saying oh and now we're having a party out back no it's good yeah so, so it's a pretty good one you want to do one of the double IPA next, or did you I want to do the quarter? we are going to do the double IPA next. Can we do that? Is it going to be too overwhelming to go IPA, IPA? I don't think so. Okay. Do you want me to get you some water? Oh, I wanted to talk about that. Um, so I was in World of Beer, World of Beers. Yes. Uh, yeah. Which one? Uh, there's one down in Reston Town Center in Virginia. Okay. Um it was the first one I've ever been in, and apparently they're popping up all over the place from the sound of it. Yep. Um, they have a lot of beers on tap. They have a ton in bottles, which is nice. Uh, I was, in fact, able to get a Weyerbacher Double Gin Co., though you have to order the Double Simcoe and the Gin separate. They won't add it for you. They won't do it for you there. Uh, the waitress had never heard of it, and so it was kind of neat to be able to order something special and fancy. I don't think that anyone has ever heard of it unless they listen uh, to our podcast. No, but that's cool, though. I like that. I think it's it can become a thing. No one's ever heard of a Manhattan until somebody named it a Manhattan and made right. it. Right. So. And the only reason I say that is because we wouldn't know about it if Ian hadn't run into the Weyerbacher reps. Right. So, I'm sorry. Continue. But uh, one of the things that I found really interesting is on their menu, they're going through pairings and how to pair what you're eating with whatever beer you want to get or you want to enjoy. And uh, one of the things they say there 
I think a lot of what they were saying is actually wrong based on things that we've learned. Things like complementary flavors. So if you're getting something strawberry, get something with more of a strawberry kick. And also uh, like delicacy. So if you're getting a delicate dish, you need a delicate beer to complement it. Whereas if you get a, you know, a hearty dish, you need a hearty beer to complement it. I don't know if that's always the case. I can think of... I mean, I, yeah, I'm right off the bat, I say no. I well, say no, no. Nothing is always the case. Correct. Um, but yeah, like if you're drinking a strawberry beer, drink a... Or drinking a, something with strawberries in it, drink like a rosemary beer, because that would be really cool. Yeah. Um, Chocolate stout is the beer, obvious. Maybe like a, have, pair that with like a goat cheese. Yeah. Because uh, that would be kind of really nice, I think. And I, I have to be honest, that's the first thing that I used to do when I was drawing up a menu is say, do I want a chocolate dessert or do I want a chocolate beer? Because I won't have both. Right. Right. So. You don't want a chocolate lava cake and chocolate stout. Correct. In the same sense. I mean, you might. Some people really love Now, the only time that we did do that and it worked quite successfully is the Chipotle molten lava cake with the Chipotle porter. I love that. Um, They both had the heat to it, but the beer was cold and bubbly, so it was soothing heat after the warmness. Icy hot. Yes, exactly. A lot like icy hot. So... So, yeah, so I just saw that and I was talking to the coworkers that I was out with and it was just really surprising to me to pop in on that and be like, wait, that that is not accurate. Well, and I do think that if you're having a light bodied dish, you definitely don't want an overpowering beer. But I dare say that if you are having a, a heavy, more robust dish, there's something to be said for having a palate cleansing lighter beer with it, as long as it's got a decent body to it you know it's still got to stand up to the dish right. yeah that's the only thing you can't do something overpowering and but if you're having like wise. i don't know something really light and simple it's like you got to get your flavor somewhere so order order that killer beer that's not going to be but you can have a saison that's got a depth of flavor that's still sure, light enough heavy beer in body yeah Just a, a full flavored beer though can I see the bottle for this one? No. So we're starting in on the second one now. Pretty the please. The Double Daddy. Double Daddy Imperial IPA. And this one has the kingpin on the front. Uh, it's a, the king of whatever, king of hearts. The king, king of, of hearts. Hearts, but, but it's a black heart, right? Yeah, it's a black heart. The king That's of black cool. hearts. And his suit is fantastic. You should wear that to the St. Valentine's Day party. I was sad I missed it yeah, this that year. Yeah, it's that real classic big suit like a... Uh, Dick Tracy, basically. Yeah. Very interesting. This is only eight and a half percent. So it's only what point nine percent higher than their single IPA. So it does smell very different. But I would say also that seven six is a little. It's the same. I think it looks the same in the glass. It definitely looks like very similar in color. The flavor's not overwhelmingly different either. No. There's a little more depth to it, I think, though, than the last one. The last one died a little bit towards the end. If you don't, if you take away the bitter kick, there's not much there. Well, the first line says it doubles down on malt and hops. So I that actually get be, the malt. I that could be where malt. a little more of the, the body comes from. That's really interesting. This beer's got body karate. <laughs> body karate. <laughs> um, my first sip was unique. Yeah, it's different. It's not like you'll typical. never have that first sip again. 
It's not a typical IPA for sure. It really isn't. I'm, I'm a little surprised. Do you like it? Do you like it being that different because it's something different or not really? I mean, the bottle art is amazing, but... It, let me say it this way. I like the beer. It doesn't say Imperial IPA to me. No, I would agree with that. Just the, the body and the flavor profile. Yeah, I mean, I feel very similar to how I felt about the first beer, basically, where okay. it's like, yes, this is a fine beer. It's tasty. I probably wouldn't go out of my way to find it again. I also wouldn't like not recommend it if somebody was like, "Oh, what do you think about this beer?" I'd be like, "Oh, yeah, it's a, it's a good beer. You should you should give it a drink." It'd be good if somebody really likes IPAs and say like, "Hey, if you like IPAs and you want to try something that's a little, a little different. different, you know, yeah. this is a good option." It for has you. almost on the finish in the back, like the sides. Of, I'm sorry, I'm gesturing all over the place on the parts of my mouth that I'm tasting with right now, but it's got some kind of herbal complexity to it. Hmm. Um, you don't think that's the malt? Well, and it very well could be, but I'm I'm also just trying to place which herbs I'm tasting because they're not, again, they're not typical double IPA flavors. I, I wonder how much money they spent on this bottle art because I really am fascinated by, lo- <laughs> by looking at it. They are really stellar. That is the best segue ever, I have to be honest. So I have with me the July issue of Philly Beer Seam. And I pick up magazines all the time, and I don't ever read them. If anyone that's listening right now would like a whole lot of Wine Spectator, hit me up. Because I'll just send them over to you. I've got like half a year of Wine Spectator now, and I never open them. However, there was this great article in here about the man who does all of the bottle art for Sacony Creek. And the reason I was most excited... Sacony is because Maple Mistress, there's a whole yes. section of this. <laughs> sweet, sweet little thing. About, and I, Maple Mistress was my favorite pumpkin beer last year. And it really does talk about the process and how he got hired to do it because their label art is, it's fantastic. It's creative. They decided that it was more important to them to have the right label on each beer than to have a lot of uniformity. Do they use the same artist for all their beers? Yes. Okay. And they're very supportive of his visions. So, and what surprised me though, he knows a lot about the beer before he starts putting together an idea. He hasn't tasted it. And maybe because hmm. my artistic side, I guess there's two ways that I express my artistic side. I, I'm like an, a singer actor and then I'm a chef, cook, let's be real. But you know, that's how I let out my art. I don't, I don't do more than color with crayons occasionally so you like colored pencils i do i kind of like crayons more there's something about the waxiness it's more satisfying interesting but he i i feel like if i had to express myself in that medium i would need to taste it first in order to you know relate to the strongest flavors right but that's I'm taking the way my brain works and putting it on another. Well, medium. and you're also taking your beer knowledge first instead of if you're an artist, you know art, not necessarily beer. That makes sense. Because um, I, I don't think it's totally uncommon to have, this is what we call it, you know, here's a brief description of it. Can you draw me a picture? Um, I want to give a shout out because he's great. His name is Steven 
but then his last name has almost more letters in it than I've ever seen in a last name. <laughs> um, Leibensberger, maybe? Leisenberger? Okay. Leisenberger. Hey, Stephen L. is the guy who... Stevie L. <laughs> ...draws the Sacony Creek artwork, and it's fantastic. Who does the flying dog artwork? Is it R.A. Salvatore? Yes. Liebensberger. Right? Doesn't it sound very like Lederholsen or something? Uh, the flying dog is, is that the guy that uh, illustrates the Hunter S. Thompson novels? Is that R.A. Salvatore? I don't know. Who, if they're the same person, then yes. I don't know. It's whoever if we were allowed to have Hunter smartphones right now, we would be able to look that yeah. up. But yeah. we're... We're going to rely on Google to fix that for us. Yes. Oh, also, I also learned recently that DuckDuckGo is a local company. Did you know that? No, I didn't. What's I know DuckRabbit. I don't know DuckDuckGo. DuckDuckGo is probably going to become my future because between Facebook, Amazon, and Google, I'm done. Like, I just feel like I have no privacy anymore. Nor do you need to go anywhere. What do you mean? Between... Facebook and Amazon oh, and stuff. Everything I need is in one of those three places. Everything shipped to you. Yeah, that's true. You even have groceries just mailed to your door now. Which we do. It's, it's really convenient. But DuckDuckGo is a website that is all about confidentiality and it doesn't track any of your searches and it doesn't give any of your stats to, it doesn't sell them you know, to advertisers and stuff. So it's really just as comprehensive as Google. The, the other thing that I read about it, which was really interesting, is that apparently Google, and you can see this when you're typing something, it tries to preempt you, you know, when it prompts you. Mm-hmm. But then it feeds you results it thinks you want based on things that you've clicked on before, which might be great, but then it begs the question, what are you missing? Because you're only thinking about something in you know, the dimension you understand. But depending on how you're searching or what you're searching, you're missing a whole different pool Spectrum. of potential you know, search results. But they are from Paoli, and I didn't know that. And they're starting to, they just struck up a deal with Apple to be like the primary search engine on their iPhones, the next generation of iPhones. Hmm. So that was pretty cool. But... Um, yeah, I was like, like I was at work, and Ian has heard me sing or cry, I suppose, about how awful my new job is. Lovely, the coffee is terrible. Um, you got spoiled in the last job, though, where I everybody did. was bringing gourmet. Well, I I brought in beans. all of Ian's coffee that he supplied me with, but even when we ran out of mine, everyone else valued coffee highly, and so they would go out and buy fantastic coffee. I suppose we're technically only drinking Dunkin' Donuts, which is not like bottom of the barrel coffee, but it's <laughs> really, <Ian's> <laughs> really disappointing every morning. And in the in the summer months, we have the opportunity to come in early so we can leave early on Fridays. Great, but when I'm gonna have work a whole week of early shifts, I need an extra, you know, between us, we need an extra pot of coffee. Hilarious. Apparently, no one noticed how bad the coffee was until I pointed it out, and now everybody is like, "Oh no, this coffee is terrible." Okay, so we have a Flavia machine. Well, I would at least... We had like Espresso Rose Flavia, so I could put that in. Well, we've run through all of it now. And I said, well, can we order more of that? Or what are we doing? No, that was just... That was donated. It's nonprofit, right? That was donated, so you have to order it yourself. So I went online, and I looked... um, 
on Amazon and on Flavia's website to find out if it was worth it or if I'm just going to start bringing in Starbucks and brewing it in the office. I think you should do that. And <laughs> for the next three days, every time I opened a browser, I got ads for Flavia. I was like, this is, no, this is too much. Too much. So nope. using that as a segue for my birthday, my sisters got me an amazing French press. Which means we're nice. set. Uh, and that does mean I think we have three now, right? French presses? We do. We have three French presses. At least three. And yeah. we do three beers on a podcast, so we can do three infusions. Oh. And I, are we committing to this for next week's podcast? Is this going to be a commitment? No. We're not committing. No. I thought we were committing. Are you afraid of commitment? Definitely not. I am. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think I just think scheduling-wise, we have to do it at a time that I don't think you can be here. Oh. Unless you're going to work the early shift. Nope. Nope. <laughs> yeah, that's what I thought. Could we not do it next Saturday? Maybe. <laughs> well, there you go. Is that commitment? You know what? Let's say yes, and then afterwards, we're going to get you a date with Rachel. Solid. It's a block party next weekend. That's why I said that. But it's in the mm. evening. So you can come here. We'll do an infusion podcast. We'll have a blast of a time, and then we'll go up and let you uh, meet the hot girl on the block. It's also going to be loud, isn't it? Because isn't this a tractor party? It is. We're, we just, we just invited that? you to a tractor party. Yeah, so uh, the individual down the road who's hosting the party. We say individual because I don't even know his name, and he's in my phone. Like, I, he texts me sometimes. He gave us a tomato plant for Outback. So in your phone as the individual? No, he's just, his number shows up in my phone. I know his wife's name is Janice. I do not know his name. Well, you can use me to figure it out. So he loves uh, tractors, like old, antique Rebuilt. Rebuilt tractors and bulldozers and things like that. So he is uh, hosting a party where people bring their gigantic antique tractors and they just have a good old time displaying them and then apparently like filling up sandboxes. And then at literally, night, and then they have old steam it. engines and they light something. It's just like a real thing, right? It is this totally is like a real thing. I'm not making this up. It sounds He sent me a YouTube video it's of not. it. It's, they actually, once it gets dark... The steam engine does something, like, they can spew something out of the steam engine up into the air that they light on fire, and it's just sparks, and it's crazy, and I don't know. This is so bizarre to me. <laughs> and you're going to be there. You're I'm having enough difficulty already, like, just adjusting to the acting lifestyle that I'm currently engaged in, where I feel like I'm basically at summer camp slash like college freshman year when you said you would come back i thought that meant that you wanted to have grown-up time again like put on shoes instead of flip-flops and shower without shower shoes and uh, yeah. enjoy a home-cooked meal <laughs> That's, i thought that was your way of reaching out and saying friend save me from summer camp summer camp is weird <laughs> i'm not saying it's not enjoyable i'm saying i'm not having a good time it's just weird and it is a strange place for me to be especially at 29 I'm, like, I'm a 29 year old man and i'm sleeping in a bunk bed <laughs> where i can't even sit up without hitting my head <laughs> oh and i also, can't wait to see it oh god it's just weird is it fun though yeah it's fun but it's real weird <laughs> it's one of those things where i don't think i'd ever get comfortable with that I think it'd be fun while I was, you know, doing the acting and doing the sword fighting and all that. I think that part would be really cool. But then afterwards, it would just be that sort of awkward 
super awkward moment. Well, you'd go crazy period. because you're never alone. Yeah. Well, that's like two it things. Could be though. like one. For me, we have like so your day's over at five, and it's just like, okay, you're done. And for me, I'm like, I don't. What, what do you mean? I'm supposed to work for like another eight hours or something, and then I'll <laughs> go to bed, and then wake up quickly, and then go back to work more. This so, is like the only time in your life you've only ever had one job a yeah, day. Yeah, I'm being like forced into this just, you know, you're done until 9 a, 8 a.m. tomorrow. And I'm just like, but that's, that's a whole lot of time. I don't know what to do with all that time. <laughs> Jason gave you a book. Which is great. And like, I guess the fact that everything's like 30 minutes away helpful. It's like, oh, I want to go to the supermarket. It's like, good luck. <laughs> Here's a map and a stick. <laughs> Hope you make it back. Um... And I warned you. I totally warned Like this morning, I was just like, you know, there's like a, a kitchen or a, you know, it's not a cafeteria. Um, but I'm just sitting at the table and I'm sitting across from this girl who like, we've had a couple conversations and I just look at her. And I'm like, this is kind of weird, right? She's like, like all this stuff? And I was like, yeah. She's like, it's kind of like a weird boarding school. <laughs> and I was like, yeah. I mean, like, you're just, you're here, you're in your pajamas. And I'm just like, I barely know you. I'm like... <laughs> There's people over there, and they're just, like, making coffee, and there's, like, <laughs> two stoves, and it's, like, tight space. And I'm just like, this is weird. She's like, yeah, it's weird. It's like, okay. It's absolutely normal to me. Yeah, you love it. I so love it. It's weird. It's Well, it's... You hated college when you first went. I hated college. Jason that. knows if I ever went back to college now, jeez. It would not be pretty. <laughs> I don't... Well... I would get fat so fast because I don't have the countenance I used to. There's all the free... Yeah, you go in, you pay your amount, and it's all buffet. You can take as much as you want. They, we had ice cream in Servo. They had soft serve and like eight flavors. Servo's the name of where we used to eat at Gettysburg. It, it's called the dining hall, but it was... I don't know. Everybody calls it Servo. Yeah, that's like the student name for it. Yes. Um, I don't think I ate more than like 30 meals in the dining hall. I mean, I'm pretty sure I probably literally went there every day, but the food was just not good. Weird. And we were actually written up as one of like the top ten like places you could eat. That, ours was is ranked. Yeah, it was up there. Yeah, pretty high. I don't know what it was. My yeah. mother would never. Everyone else's parents would come to campus, and their parents would take them out to dinner. My mother would come to campus and say, "Oh my God, Servo's delicious! I want to go there." And I'm like, "Oh my goodness." You get old, it gets old though as you it go does. through. It's like okay, a pizza again. It tastes exactly the same. But I never got tired of the ice cream. So the reason I gained more than a freshman fifteen is that I, every day at lunch and dinner I took my ice cream cone to go because it's right there and it's delicious. How could you not? I think I ate at Sweetwater more than I ate in the dining hall. I believe that completely. Which, like calorically, I'm sure is way worse. Yeah. Sweetwater has beer too, right? Oh yeah. Yeah. But I was only drinking Guinness back then. Well, that's why you were skinny, because Guinness isn't bad for you. Mm-mm. I loved Guinness back in the day, because you could drink it, and it sounded like a manly beer, even though I didn't, it didn't really seem like it. It's, it's kind of, it tastes like water It's the most satisfying beers, really. I mean, the texture is, it looks so thick. When people say, oh, Guinness fills me up, I'm like, you must not get the same experience that I do, because yeah. it looks thick and creamy, but it is... It's very watery, but it's so satisfying. It is. Drinks like a meal. Yeah, there you go. I don't even know. I don't know that I would agree with that now. I mean, with all the stuff that we drink and all the stouts that we have, it's a very, um, it's a very thin stout. Does that make any sense? Oh, completely. Ian, what's your favorite stout? 
Don't ask me that. It's not nice. <laughs> Jason, what's your favorite stout? Ian, I'm buying you time. I'm coming back. Oh, man. The Chipotle... Uh, uh, is that a porter, though? Yeah, it's a porter. Yeah. Let's see. I don't know. Mine's Maybe the Rogue Imperial. Chocolate Stout? Probably there the is a Southern stout. Tier Chocolate Stout. Maybe that's what I'm thinking. That's a nightmare. <laughs> that's amazing. Uh, no, that's not fair. Like the Parabola, it could be the Firestone Walker 15, the 16, the 17. Are they all stouts technically? I don't know. <laughs> I've only had the one. Um, I just assumed it was. Um, Bourbon County Bourbon Barrel Age Stout. I'm not going to choose. Okay. That's like asking me to choose children that I love, which is none of them. I was going to say, you can't answer that question. <clears throat> you don't have any children. Precisely. So we're starting in on the third beer. The Porter. The this Payback one. Porter. Uh, which just makes me think of the Mel Gibson film, which I actually quite enjoyed. I think it's hilarious, and I'm not a huge Mel Gibson fan. It's a fan. super funny movie. Uh, 7.5 ABV going on here. Beautiful pour. It is just gorgeous in a glass. It's a beautiful well, it pour. It has a great nose to it, too. You know who did it? This guy. You are our champion boar peer. Boar peer? Beer pourer? Peer boar? Yeah. Just keeping you on your toes. <laughs> yeah, I like that one. The nose on that is really, it really nice. It smells fantastic. It's nutty. Wow. Robust. Putin. Yeah. I'd like to take this moment to say I'm glad my Benadryl wore off. <laughs> the, just so, so you're still awake? So the world knows um, we do live in the country, and I am very allergic to poison ivy, and right now I am losing the battle. Yeah. But I Ooh. am existing on Benadryl, and I was worried because I turned it over, and it was like, oh, you can drink while you have this. Just be aware that it's going to make you markedly drowsy. Yeah. You so. may not remember what happens over the next 24 hours if you drink <laughs> on this product. The, the, this is a really interesting beer. I like this one. Definitely what, the best of the three, in my opinion. What is the flavor on that? It's just this really hazelnut. strong malt or oh. hazelnut. My exhale is hazelnut to me. And I'm going to be honest, I hate hazelnut coffee. But it's a really nice in this. I don't think hazelnut. No? I don't. Because it's got a sweetness to it. Yeah. But there's a bite at the end that's not hazelnut. Almost like the uh, like a pepper, hmm. for me. Like black pepper or yeah, like a no, like no. A spicy green pepper. What is the pepper that I harvested today out of the backyard? A banana pepper. A banana pepper doesn't taste like that, but yeah. No, but I just wanted to be proud of the fact that I successfully grew something. It did might it? be the only did thing. Did you successfully grow it, or did it happen to be growing here when you moved in? No, I planted it. Yeah. Thank you very much. Mm, we did right. it. I by planted it, I mean I bought it at the Home Depot and put the. D- biodegradable pot in the ground it's a great start yeah (laughs) so it was not like i took a seed and planted it and loved it until it grew no 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 nothing like that but also i have tomatoes they're orange the one we have on the counter is i saw that yeah yeah it's not doing well well it was my first one i didn't know you detached it from its life force (laughs) yes well our dog likes to eat everything that's out back, from grass to... I'm a little worried when the jalapenos get mature. She'll learn quick. <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> we did get let her try a little bit no, of the banana didn't. pepper Jason today. No, we didn't. Jason thought it would be funny to watch the dog try to eat banana pepper. That is not true, because that sounds, like, malicious. No, but no, he's she like... she kept hey. looking at me like, I really want that, I really want that. I said, okay, well, let's see what you do. His words so were, I turned take a tiny bite. Yes. 
And she does. She actually somehow nibbles just the edge of it, which so I was so proud I of her. I cut off the little tip of the pepper, so it was this tiny little bit at the end. And she just started nibbling with the front little tiny teeth that she has. And she would stop every few seconds because I think it confused her that she was getting heat <laughs> while she was eating it. And uh, she decided not to have any more after that. She didn't swallow any. She didn't take a gulp. She just story nibbled. it was. But I remember a friend of mine telling me about a dog that... Uh, had like the super hot salsa basically mm-hmm. and the dog was like let me get it let me get it let me get it and like everyone like everyone ate it and they were all just like holy heck this is like super spicy and uh i think he like accidentally left it out and the dog like went to town on it and like finished the <laughs> whole thing and was just like <laughs> just like super happy and your just, like, eyes got so delicious. big when you did that that's crazy and uh the dog was just like not at all cowed by the heat and the dog was like yeah love that spice <laughs> What you else never you know. Their tongues might be different than ours in terms of the taste well, buds it is a, and all it that. It is a trick that the, the tongue is playing on the brain, right? That To think that it's actually heat. That's why you start sweating. The brain actually thinks that it's real heat, even though it's not. It's pretty cool the way that stuff works. Thinks it's like, like, like oven heat. Yeah, that there's actual heat in your mouth, so it tries say, to cool down your body. This from the man who tried for the first like at least six or seven years of our marriage, every time I said something hurt. And it was usually like after surgery. I don't want to sound like I got a paper cut. You know, something significant. I just had surgery or I stepped on glass or whatever. He'd say, Shannon, pain is just another feeling. It's not really, just let it go. Turn well, it pain off. Pain really then. is imaginary in a lot of regards. And I'm like, ah, bull. It's another feeling. Whoa, it's a feeling. Whoa, whoa. Like, shall. That's how forcefully she felt about it. Exactly. Apparently. Thank you. You can put a big bleep over that if you want. <laughs> you actually have to pay for that sound effect. <laughs> Do you really? Yeah. Oh, well, every sound an, effect that's used, we have an Ian. you have to pay for it. No, Ian, Ian will bleep at you all you want, I okay. suppose. Can I just make it my own? Yeah. Do it. Beep. <laughs> you can't laugh while he's doing it. That ruins the sound effect. Go. Thank you. It sounds like you're backing up the driveway. No, backing up a driveway sounds like beep, 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 beep. It's true. Wow. Well, you know what? If this acting thing doesn't work out for you, <laughs> just... I'll be a professional mix master, sound effects guy. No, I was thinking just stand on the back of trucks. <laughs> Fine, I can do that too. Yeah. Screw you. I mean, you have a tan now. You might as well be outside all the time. Ugh. I don't want to talk about that. It's kind of tan though. I guess I'm kind of happy about it. I don't know. It won't matter as soon as you put on your costume. It's all going to go away. Yep. Though your shoulders are probably pasty. I'd love oh, to see so you swimming pasty. right now. You would be hilarious. Swimming? Yeah. Because you're like from your elbows down are tan and from your knees down is tan. But then if you like took off your shirt and put I'd on... I'd wear an old timey bathing suit then. Old timey? <laughs> yeah, like the onesies that guys used to wear. With the straps up top and the... Yeah. This would go really well with... Uh, what type of Chilies? cheese? Chilies? No, what type of cheese would this go well with? Chilies. It tastes a whole lot like something from a droit, actually, I think. They do a couple of porters, and I'm very proud of them for it. Like their caramel cheese that they did? Oh. I can see this going really well with this. Yes. Ghost. Ghost cheese? Is what, yeah. Is that what that's called? Yeah. I didn't like it because my brain, again, my brain was seeing cheese, but tasting like caramel. Yeah, that was, well, it didn't even look like cheese. It's true. It was it really very did. dark. Yeah, it did. It was dark. Mm. It it went well with the beer. Like I, as long as I did the two together, it was good. I didn't. I didn't love it by itself. No, it was a little overwhelming. It was too sweet for me by itself. 
but it was very cool. It was. So what would you rate this beer? The payback, right? Yeah. Yes. Uh, I think this is a really nice porter. I would call it the A for the day. Yeah. For porters, I would give it an A for sure. It's really cool. It's more robust than a lot of porters. I feel like it's got the... Yeah, it's better than most porters that we've had on here. Body of a stout. Ouch. What? I think we have a fantastic running with the porters. We've done some great stuff. The running of the porters. Yeah. The coal porters? It's a great band name. The Cole Porters? The Cole Porters. Mm. Wasn't he from the 40s There's or just, something? Well, no, Cole Porter was from the 40s. Right. Um, which is why I like this band name, because there's just so much going on. Like, are they are they guys, like, singing an homage to Cole Porter, or do they, like, carry coal, like Porters? And uh, Or do they carry ice, like that guy from Frozen? Then they would be the Ice Porters. Oh... Also, I haven't seen it. You've you got so close. You saw at least five minutes of it while you were standing behind us and we didn't know you were there. <laughs> I, if that I could, was a wonderful, wonderful moment. <laughs> one more thing about The dog this. made it, though. Yes. <laughs> it was. Nothing we could have done would have been as epic as Worst what the dog did. Worst watchdog ever. Um, so one more time back to the Philly beer scene for July. And for those of you not local, check out phillybeerscene.com. There is a really good article in here about the Cicerone program, and mm-hmm. it's an interview with the man who developed it. Excellent. So I did try to help myself and Ian feel less self-conscious about the, the master Cicerone is so elusive that at this point there are only seven in the world. And I guess like... The, Why is that elusive? Uh, well, three of the Rare. seven are people who developed the Cicerone program. Hmm. So, so I mean... So is this kind of like, like the people that go in and they're the rum tasters, where they go around and they taste, you know, they're able to mix rums together in order to make it taste the same year after year? Well, it's like the at the Jack Daniels distillery when I was down there, they have a group of tasters, and I think you had to work... Like you have to pass a test, basically, and then you have to... They make you stick out your tongue and they put like different flavors on it and you have to recognize what they are so because some people's tongues just can't right uh and so you have to be that's like hell's kitchen they do blind taste tests yeah, every particularly year. gifted in that regard you see how tough it is because those are professional chefs and they can't get those flavors oftentimes uh and then there's like once you are one you're basically one until you want to retire and so there's like journeymen basically tasters uh and then there's like the the overseer tasters uh, the overlords yeah and they basically every barrel that they or every bottling that they do they they come to a decision and say now it is number seven because uh, that's the product that they sell and they all have to come to a to agreement on it and say we have reached because they're taking all it's these different barrels that they have I mean it has to be consistent I don't know I think that's I thought it was pretty cool one of the awesome things that Adroit or the really small, you know, micro nano breweries have going for them is that they don't have that national branding and labeling, and people aren't expecting a Yingling to taste like a Yingling. If something happens and it's different, then it's different. Let's call it something new and you know take it to the people as long as it's good. Well, yeah, as long as there's not a problem. That's the that's one of the things the Cicerone ship really teaches you, though, right? Is that there are flavors that should not be coming through in a particular style that may be appropriate for another style. 
Correct. Uh, but it's actually which makes a me fault. question that whole notion though. Elaborate. If this flavor is okay flavor. in this style, why is it not okay in this style? And what if I particularly like what? What if, as a brewer, I put that flavor into this style because it's never been done before, and I think it tastes really cool or funky or well, whatever? Well, but I don't well, think that the that's pale ale? I don't think that's the issue so much as remember when we were brewing with Verlin and I brought the uh, blood orange hefeweizen that's two years old now. Yes. And he said, "Wow, this is pretty awesome. I can only imagine how great it was two years two ago." Two years ago. <laughs> yeah. I think the Cicerone test is not tasting that it's off. It's tasting, oh, it's old. Like, to be able to pick up on the fact that, you know... But I think that if we hadn't have told him that it was two years old, I don't know that he would have known that. Touche. Because he said, how old is this? Yeah. I mean, it's great. I have one in the fridge right now. I, Jason should try it. It's really nice. It was really nice. Blood orange. And Blood orange, half of ice on. Oh, yeah. I'll do that. Mm-hmm. Are we ordering chilies in tonight for my birthday dinner? And then... I hope so. Nice. Sounds like a solid idea. <laughs> I like this idea. Yep, that's right. Because we might live in a small town, but we have a Chili's But you right have here a Chili's. It, which is way better than the first thing that I got in my hometown was a McDonald's. Mm. And it is the world's worst McDonald's. <laughs> so. I doubt that. Yeah, I strongly doubt that. Have you been to India? No, <laughs> and I'm fine with that. They don't even have hamburgers there. No hamburgers. Then there's a chance I might eat them. Really? 10,000 things that we can't sell you sold. <laughs> Billion. Trillion, probably. There Are they in go. trillions now, McDonald's? Oh, have to be. They've got to be in trillions. Oh, yeah, and that's like one of the sold. ugliest faces I've seen today. That's, that's your appalled face? Is that an accurate description? Yes. Okay. Well, thank you guys for sticking with us for our third attempt of 88. I, I'm so satisfied with how this ended up going. I hope it works. Right. Yeah, Ian's like, I got to just sit around and drink I'm beer not, until I'm not the coming back another time. Yeah. <laughs> so follow me on Twitter. I am at Beer Mistress. I am at Dashing underscore Rogue. I'm at, and I'm Jason. He's still an egg. You need a picture. I do need a picture. Ugh, the Twitter egg. <laughs> As I said earlier, we are at facebook.com slash dashingrogue and always online at dashingrogue.com. Follow us this summer because we're getting our new look and we're very excited about it. Soon, yeah. Got to be done by September. It's going to be a good time. Ian, thanks for making the trip back into the country. I'm glad that the buggies didn't deter you. And Jason... <laughs> Fake smile is what you just saw. <laughs> what you didn't uh, see right now since you're listening. I'm going to say two things to Jason. A. Happy birthday. Happy birthday. Hey, thank you. Be accolades on a well-selected beer. Thanks. Yeah. It yeah. was a really solid a showing. Nice introduction to the speakeasy. Uh... Check them out at goodbeer.com, and hopefully their website will be up soon. Yeah. It was a great day, guys. Thanks so much. This is Shannon, your beer mistress. Ball professor. And I'm Jason. Until next time. <laughs>